Time marches on and leaves behind those who are not equipped for tomorrow. We cannot predict what will happen in the future, but we at Regent University aim to prepare you for it. With world-class professors in over 150 programs, the opportunities to find success in your field are many. So don't let tomorrow pass you by. The journey to your brightest future begins here. Visit regent.edu slash learn more. Visit Rob Black online at robblack.com. Now, back to Rob Black and your money on AM 1220 KDOW. Welcome back in, Rob Black and your money. Joining me now, as is typical on Fridays, Max Willens from Ivy Times. Great website, lots of content. It's the magazine for adults who have a brain. Uh, you can check it out at IB Times. It covers everything from politics to investing to technology to social media and much, much more. How are you, Max? I'm doing well, Rob. How are you? I'm doing well, except for I live 10 miles from the Super Bowl. Oh, dear. I work one mile. I, I, I work one street from Super Bowl City, and I'm, mm. I'm, I'm, I'm fried. <laughs> I'm burned out of it. So, yeah. Go ahead. Two years ago, two years ago, uh, when the Super Bowl was in New York, I just I, I've never been happier for the Super Bowl to to get played and get out of my hair. It was it's it's disruptive for sure. How much did the Super Bowl disrupt New York City? Because New York City's no stranger to big events. It's not, but the they managed they somehow managed to make Times Square even more crowded and more chaotic. And at the time, I was I would have to transfer uh, trains there every every day, and I was. I was pretty tired of it by the time the game rolled around. But, uh, you know, like any other person who lived in New York, we all just kind of put up with it, and it was fine. And with that said, it is a wonderful thing to show off your home city. And New York City is one of the greatest cities in the world, if not the greatest. San Francisco, I wouldn't trade it for New York City, but um, I, I love my home city, and it's it's fun to show off. And we've got some good weather this week, so we're excited that the world gets to see a lovely place to live. Um, with that said, Super Bowl, you've written an article, Why the Super Bowl 2016 App and High-Tech Levi's Stadium are the future for NFL fans. You think that's true? I really do. I mean, you know, you talked about how you guys get to show off San Francisco as a city, but uh, the NFL is probably pretty keen to show off uh, Levi's Stadium uh, to the people that are attending the game and, you know, probably at some point to folks watching on TV as well. So this is the second consecutive year that the NFL is going to have built an app that is designed specifically for Super Bowl attendees. They they did this last year in uh, in Arizona. They sort of dipped a toe in the water. But Levi's Stadium, as I'm sure you know, is so technologically advanced and so invested in being able to make it easy to connect to apps on your phones while you're at the game that this is the first year that they're really investing in the idea of an app being a big part of the the game day experience for people that that you know walk through the turnstiles uh to NFL stadiums as I'm sure you're aware and some of your listeners are too the the Levi's Stadium app is really kind of an an unusual and unique thing. You can order food or drinks from the app that will be delivered right to your seat. You can watch instant replay seconds after any play has been blown dead. You can uh, order merch and uh, and memorabilia that can also be picked up pretty easily. And this is something that the NFL is 
very interested in. All of those features are going to be featured in the Super Bowl 50 app, and there's also some additional stuff baked into, for example, during uh, stoppages in, in action. If you're sitting there thinking, I wonder which of those Super Bowl ads is airing right now, you can actually pull them up and watch them on your phone as well. So they're thinking more and more about how to make uh, these you know, incredibly powerful devices in our pockets a, a part of being in those stadiums as well. Now, my thinking on this is it probably has mostly to do with millennials. Millennials have the disposable income to buy a jersey. Millennials have the disposable income to get a double gin tonic. Um, and a couple of years ago, I'd go to a baseball game, and I'd be like, that jerk, he's on his phone the whole game. And it looks like baseball and the NFL are saying if he can't beat them, join them. And if they're going to be on their phones, give them the Wi-Fi and give them the experience that uh, gets them to spend a little bit more money. Am I sniffing up the right tree, so to speak? Yeah, I, I think so. I mean, baseball and, and football are similar also in that they are both games that have lots of downtime in them. I mean, unlike, say, going to a hockey game or a basketball game where the action is very fluid and you sort of take your eyes off the court or the ice at your peril, you know, pretty much after every play in football, unless there's some sort of two-minute drill, there's a, there's a stoppage. You know, guys have to come in and out to huddle. They maybe have to reset the, the chains to set up a new set of downs. And, you know, these days, more and more, when people are faced with a few spare moments, the almost out of instinct will just pull their phones out and start looking at them. And a couple of years ago, doing that at a at an NFL stadium was often a pretty unpleasant experience or just too many people crammed into too small of a space and the wireless carriers as well as the internal uh, systems just couldn't really handle it. And they figured out also that if you if you do all this stuff through the interface of an app, you can more easily measure what people like to order, when they like to order it. And that also offers an ability to make things more efficient as well. Um, the company that created the app for Levi's Stadium uh, told me for this article that they've managed to uh, reduce the operation costs at Levi's Stadium. They've also raised their profits, too. So it's it's also an easy way to uh, maximize their profits on the games as well. Also, you could probably test out some things, you know, give some sections like filet, see if they actually ordered. If they do, then you roll it out. So it's all about the data, right? Oh, absolutely. And the thing that's interesting is that it's it's also something that seems to really be resonating with, with fans as well. I know that when I first kind of became aware of Levi's Stadium's app, I thought, I don't want to have, you know, some kind of thing that I have to engage with to separate or supplement the things that I'm used to doing when I go to a sporting event. But it seems to really be connecting with people. So the company that built the Levi's Stadium and also the Super Bowl app. They've also done deals with a bunch of different sports and a bunch of different arenas. They're in Yankee Stadium in New York. They're in Amway Arena in down in Orlando where the Magic play. And the reality is, is that it seems to really be connecting with people. I mean, in Amway, to cite one example where the uh, Magic are playing, they've only been there for one season, but at this point, 37% of the game's attendees use the app at least once, and that's you know a pretty powerful uh, comment on just how ripe this idea might be to take off. Now, you promised me if I come to New York and I eventually start using an app that Giants fans aren't going to start yelling at me about, like, calling me app boy and throwing stuff at me, right? Oh, absolutely. I mean, I think that what you're going to start seeing as this starts to catch on is all the stadiums that don't have the technological capability to offer something like this are going to start retrofitting their stadiums. And all those stadiums also, I, I spoke with a 
somebody in an architecture firm that specializes in the construction of sports stadiums, and he was telling me that, you know, at this point, Levi's Stadium is very far ahead of the pack, but, you know, in about three years, it's just going to look like every other stadium. The the new Minnesota Vikings Stadium, U.S. Bank, is going to have just as much connectivity and capability, and the uh, Mercedes-Benz Dome down in Atlanta, where the, the Falcons are going to start playing very soon, also has that same amount of connectivity. So it's really just, you know, you guys are as is true in so many other facets, kind of ahead of the curve, but I don't expect that advantage to, you know, stay in place for very much longer. And you know what everyone in Santa Clara thinks about the stadium? Basically, everyone hates it. So <laughs> it's the typical, you know, build us a stadium, we want it, and then it's there, and then it's traffic. It's, it, it is a traffic nightmare. It really was poorly, poorly planned. So going to a game, you really need two to three good hours just to get there. So Well, when someone figures out how to build a sports stadium that attracts 80,000 people and it doesn't cause a traffic nightmare, that person gets a big, big gold star. Seems like a That's really fair. big problem. So, Max, uh, anything else about this article that we need to get into or anything else in the NFL that you're working on that's uh, relevant? I think that one of the things that's interesting about the game this year, I'm, you know, me and my team are working on a lot of stories about the ads. And, um, you know, every year the, the ads are a big topic of conversation and, and a lot of brands have been pushing over the years to try to make their ad a topic of conversation as you know soon as possible just to sort of grab a little bit of attention before we all get deluged with the spots themselves on the game on game day and one of the things that's interesting and this is a story that we'll be putting out later today which shows that the a lot of the techniques that these brands were using to try to drum up interest and to try to get people talking about them they it seems like they're not maybe as effective as they used to be and it looks like people might be either catching on or maybe they're just not engaging that much this year so that's something for you to, you guys to look forward to um later today and on into the weekend it's interesting because um last year i did a celebrity kind of auction kind of thing mm-hmm. and a friend of mine he's there are super bowl tickets and uh you know, it's it was right around March, so we just already saw what the tickets went for in Arizona. And he said, "Should I get them?" It was two for ten thousand dollars. I'm like, eh, "Yes." I said, "You're going to make at least thirty percent on that. You're going to have to wait a year, but you're going to make thirty percent." And sure enough, he made thirty percent on it. Um, ticketing costs in stadiums—it's all seems to be going higher and higher. Oh, for sure. And I think actually that was the other thing that's sort of interesting is because of, of just how much, uh, how many well-to-do folks there are in the in the general Silicon Valley area. The resale price for tickets this year has been you know some of the highest that we've ever seen there was a they're probably not going to wind up being the highest ever last year in Glendale there was kind of a record-setting price because a bunch of the people on the secondary market wound up getting caught in a in a squeeze but you know you're looking at prices the average resale price going well 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 over five and a half uh, or fifty five hundred six thousand dollars so uh, just another kind of reminder that you guys out there in the Bay Area live in a kind of different stratosphere in a lot of different respects, and it affects Super Bowl tickets too. It stinks because it's not how much money you make. It's your, sometimes it's your stock options. So, like, you can have a good salary and you can't get a good apartment because someone has a great salary, they get the good apartment. You can have a good salary and not get good tickets because someone's got a great salary, they get the good tickets. But that's it. It is what it is. I'm not complaining. <laughs> I started by saying it's a lovely city, didn't I? <laughs> Absolutely. And it's true. It's, every time I go out there, I, I love it. I fall in love with the place. I, um, uh, I'm just grateful I never have to find an apartment when I'm out there. I can just do an Airbnb. Yeah, that's the way to do it. And um, the apartments now that they're selling to 30-somethings, 
They're basically mm-hmm. jail cells. So and I know you have the same thing going on in New York, but I think we're leading in the jail cell size. Um, anyway, Max, thanks for joining us. Have a good weekend. Enjoy the big game. Uh, Max Willens with Ivy Times. You can find his article at ivytimes.com. Why the Super Bowl 2016 app and high-tech Levi's Stadium are the future for NFL fans. Um, absolutely. So go where the money is. The money is with people who have phones and who are looking at them. I'm Rob Black talking all things financial, money, investing, and more. Turbulent times call for clear-headed insight. That's hard to come by these days, especially on TV. That's where we come in. Salem News Channel has the greatest collection of conservative minds all in one place. People you know and trust, like Dennis Prager, Eric Metaxas, Charlie Kirk, and more. Unfiltered, unapologetic truth. Find what you're searching for at snc.tv and on Local Now Channel 525.